Hey, welcome to another edition of the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show. I am your host, Dougie Almeida, coming to you from Simpsonville, South Carolina, where I am blending in all the time. Hey, welcome to the show. we got a great show for you today. Much is going on in the world, and we like to discuss it one way or the other. We also like to uh, you know, probe into the mind of our guests, usually entertainers, mostly comedians, uh, with our segment, Let Me Ask You. And of course, uh, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you fucking hear? Uh, stories that have happened around and we find interesting and maybe hopefully funny. And uh, then we also play Let's Associate, where I get to uh, bring up some phrases or words to our guests and they get to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Boner! Anyway, this is a great day for me. And of course, it's been on our show several times already. Got to work with this guy, very funny guy. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Tim Gaither, everybody. Hey, buddy. What's up, dude? You look good, man. You lose some weight. I did fucking lose weight. How fat was I the last time you saw me? Um, I don't know. You just, look, you, just look, you just look good. You look healthy. I am thinner. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I got my doctor says you got to get in shape. And, uh, and as my hacky uh, friend who writes jokes says, I am in a shape round. And, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I dropped uh, matter of fact, the wife bought a scale. So I weighed on, I weighed myself before here. So I went from 270. I'm at just under 250 now. So ah, you look good. I, I can't I can't see your eyes. There's like a box of my face in it. Um, I don't know oh, if it's supposed to be like that. I can deal with it, but I can't see your pretty eyes. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, if you use your cursor or your mouse, you go to the bottom right corner. You could probably move that little box of uh, of yourself somewhere out of the way. Okay, uh, I did it. Oh, okay. There you go. See? All right. What do you think? That's that's much better. Well, thank you. Anyway, welcome to the show, man. How you been? I'm pretty good. I'm hanging in there. Got a little boy who keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's been re- he's been wrestling. He says he, he, last time we spoke, he likes to wrestle. He's got this little bear. It's like a you know a teddy bear, and whenever I watch wrestling, he throws it around and makes <laughs> me comment on it, you know. And I have to give him little pointers, you know, put him on his back and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so he's not really wrestling yet. He won't be ready for that for a few years. But um, but yeah, he he likes to wrestle with me. I, I I wrestled for 14 years, and I don't think I've ever been hurt as much as his little ass yeah. hurts me. He'll poke me in the eyes, kick me in the nuts. Um, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, as a martial artist, people would always ask me, you know, like, well, what, did, were you ever nervous or scared to fight other black belts? I go, no. I was always nervous to fight white belts and yellow belts because they're the ones that would yeah. kick you in the nuts. They're the ones right. that would, you know, put, you know, try to block your kick with their fucking elbow and you get your shin, you know, your shin hits the elbow. Yeah, the, you know, these people, these are the people that hurt you. Um, yeah. Just That's be sure to tell yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Just be sure to just 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 be sure to tell your son that uh, teddy bears don't punch back. <laughs> yeah, he'll figure that out. Um, yeah, it was the same thing with wrestling, though. Whenever you'd wrestle somebody who had no clue what they were doing, they'd black your eyes and and hurt you and jam your fingers because they were just so spastic, spastic, and uh, yeah. So same deal. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've been watching on online and Facebook and all this stuff. There's been things that we've seen, like these these uh, street fight videos, like people, regular people getting in the ring and trying to fight. And uh, I've seen a bunch of videos of wrestlers that will punch each other. 
like you know, college wrestling. You know, when I talk about WWE, I'm talking about college, you know, real wrestling, you know, Roman Greco, you know, style kind of thing. Right. And they'll like they'll smack each other like they're, they're getting dirty, like they're fucking like they're acting like they're trying to go for a move and they'll punch the guy. You know, I mean, yeah. you ever you ever fight somebody dirty in, in, in the wrestling ring or on the mat? Uh, I was never dirty, but um, yeah, every now and again, you get somebody who's pretty handsy to the facey, you know, um, or like will pop you in the head and that kind of stuff. Um, I, mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, somebody did that to me and and it was just kids wrestling, but I threw him down and I was talking shit to him. I was like, you want to keep popping me in the head like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it happens you know, sometimes. It gets pretty heated. Now, let me ask you, as as a wrestler, somebody, you know, because wrestling is great because, you know, wrestling is a foundation where you, you're obviously it's a, it's a training where you're comfortable being a di- certain distance from people. Because I always tell people fighting and stuff like that is really being comfortable, you know, staying in somebody's punch range. You know, it's like, you know, as, as a martial artist, you know, I could be a few feet from somebody if they if they flinch or they do something. I'm not going to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I know where you can hurt me. You know what I mean? And, and it is a martial law. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a fight or street fight where somebody went to punch me. And instead of going, oh, you know, most people are about to get punched. They go, oh, you know, lean back. I just tuck my chin and lean forward. You know, I always, I always come in because usually that punch is going to wrap around me. And now I'm going to have their body and torso in front of me, you know. Uh, but isn't it isn't it like since you have that training, isn't there a bit of a comfort, like a like a like a comfortable reliance that you you're not going to get fucked up sometimes when you ever find yourself in a sit- confrontational situation? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been in that situation for a while, but yeah, I don't think there's, I think there's some things that you never forget how to do, um, and some things are pretty instinctual, you know, I mean, I did it for a long time, um, and I've stayed in decent shape as I've gotten older, so yeah, there's a, a little bit of a level of comfort, plus I'm not very big, so people all, you know, people often make the mistake of thinking bigger means they can kick your ass, and uh, if you're mm-hmm. a big guy and you don't know what to do with it, it's a disadvantage more than anything. I'm more scared of a short, stocky guy than I am some six foot two, you know. So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, there's a little bit of a little <laughs> bit of comfort there, you know. Yeah, because because listen, I, I have a philosophy: big dudes, big muscular dudes, tall guys, uh, usually because of their size and demeanor, they never fought because nobody, you know, most people want to fight with them. They were scared of them, so it's kind of like a good-looking woman who never develops a personality. So a big yeah. guy, big muscle guy, never develops self-defense skills, much like a beautiful woman never develops personality skills. I think it's a pretty similar uh, comparison. Um, well, that yeah, being said, absolutely. let me ask you, uh, let me ask you, uh, what was your all-time record in wrestling, Tim? Gosh, my all-time record? Um, you know, it's funny you would ask that because I actually did come across a thing not too long ago where because we kept i kept pretty good records of that stuff when i was a kid and up through high school and college and my official record or pretty close to official was like 340 and 53. wow not bad yeah yeah not a bad wrestling record yeah pretty decent uh and most of those losses were in college and uh yeah so I, i did all right I had a joke there. Most of those losses were in college and on Black Friday. Um, <laughs> I tried to get my kid a fucking Christmas gift. Because uh, yeah, this is a comedy podcast. We're trying to make this shit funny. Um, but, uh, 
All right, so that's your record in wrestling. Now you mentioned it's been a long time, perhaps since you've been in a confrontation. But what, you have a you've been in many street fights, and if you have, what is your record on the street street fights? I've been pretty fortunate in that I have not been in a lot of street fights. Um, my favorite one was in seventh grade. It was the last day of school, and I I, I kind of kicked the kid's ass who was known to be a bully. And it was the very last day of school, and and he was a lot bigger than me, and um, I got the best of him. And I, I like he like bumped into me, and I told him to fuck off. Can I say that on the podcast? It's too late. It's a little late. Yeah. Well, I told him to f off, and uh, he goes, "What'd you say?" And I was terrified, but I just repeated myself, and then we got into it. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but I know I got the best of him, and I remember the. The principal saying, because I had already been wrestling for seven or eight years at that point, and I remember the the principal saying, "I don't know what you were thinking, saying that to an eighth grader," and I go, "I don't know what you saw, but I kicked his ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the principal's probably banging the kid. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's good. good, you know. Yeah, I, I those are all the good when you win those. Like I think one of my first real memorable street like fights, I was in elementary school. And this one kid who was in middle school, uh, something happened with the argument with his brother or somebody. I can't remember the story. But he was like, when I was walking home from school with my friend, this kid was waiting for me on the corner. And he was like taller. He's kid's like 15. I don't know. How old are you when you're in fifth grade? I don't know. And I was, I was walking home and a kid, you know, and I was in the martial arts. I was kicking, you know, karate and shit. And this kid, you know, just wanted to fuck with me. And I, I, I shattered his nose. I fucked him up. I was I was so concerned. I went home and was so concerned. I told my dad, I'm like, oh my God, I think I busted this guy's nose. I was scared. You know, I was gonna go. And he goes, Yeah, and he started fucking, you know. And people, <laughs> of course, everybody talked about it. Doug beat the shit out of some middle school man. You know, it was fucking great. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. Um I, I did get into a, a fight after a comedy show when I was in my mid twenties. Um at the it was in Columbia, Missouri after uh show at deja vu and i had this girlfriend and we were getting pretty liquored up and and he like stole our cab or something and i started talking crap to him and then there was somebody in the and he had a friend in the back seat and the friend jumped out and kind of tackled me over this concrete thing and i remember talking shit to him i remember being like oh you want to wrestle and i was like wasted so i'm like posting on my head and doing all this stuff and I think I have neck problems to this day because of that, but I got the best. <laughs> <of them>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I did that a couple of times. It's kind of like to like maybe like scare somebody. I punch a wall or some shit, you know, like, yeah. I, like, Oh, you think you're fucking tough. And I'd fucking punch a concrete wall and then look at the guy. And meanwhile, and I still can't close my hand very well. Uh, <laughs> you know, the things we do, the things we do. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do you, uh, I guess that would answer the question. My next question was, what was your most memorable street fight? Uh, well, it, it was a, it was a, it was a fight that didn't, I mean, it involved me, but not really. My dad was kind of similar to yours as far as, I think it was a different time. Like if you came home when I was growing up and told your dad, you got into a fight, they weren't like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. They were like, well, did you win? You know, yeah. And so my dad, he he was my brother and I were both good wrestlers, and my dad was like a promoter or something. You know, like we, I, I remember we were we used to go to this kid's house to play, 
we played capture the flag and stuff like that, you know, shit that kids don't do nowadays. And, and, uh, and we, it was like a Sunday deal where a bunch of kids met at this, this guy's house and we all played capture the flag and hide and go seek and all that fun stuff. And we were driving away from that. And this kid named Bart, Bert Grigsby, who was an eighth grader and I was in fourth grade and my brother was in sixth grade and he flipped it. He flipped us off for some reason. And my dad saw him and he goes, that kid just flipped you guys off. And uh, he's like, he's he goes, you want to go back and kick his ass? <laughs> so he, he takes my brother and I back to this house. And, you know, I was only in fourth grade. But again, I'd already been wrestling for a few years. And Bert wasn't all that tough. And I threw him down in a headlock. And then I just kind of got off him. I wasn't like violent. I wasn't, a, I didn't, I didn't really know about punching people in the face and all that. I was only like nine years old. So I got off him. And then my brother went in there who was not afraid to punch people in the face. And I can still hear the sound. I'd never really heard like smacking of the face to the fist to the face like that before. And my brother just beat the crap out of poor Bert Grigsby. His eyes were both black and swollen and he looked like Rocky in the first movie. And uh, I was kind of horrified by it. I think, I don't think I punched a kid in the face until like, probably that fight in seventh grade that I got into, or even later, I don't even know if I punched that kid. I think I just wrestled him down. But seeing that at such a young age, it just kind of sickened me like, yeah. Oh God, you know, and yeah. I'll never forget I mean, that, that sound. Oh yeah. That, I mean that exactly. That's what I was telling you about that one, this one kid, I think his name was Sean or something. I'm just coming to my, but I hit him. Like he was trying to fight me to his arm around me. And I came up with like an uppercut and I felt it. I felt this. No, I, like you said, that noise, it was like, you know, it was like, and I felt it, you know, I went, oh shit. Like right away. I'm like, wow, you know, that was fucked up. You know, I definitely said that, you know, we're talking about dads and my dad was one of those guys, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, he's an auto mechanic, you know, he's always a tough guy. And, and I, I can still remember thinking about fighting. And as you were telling me, it reminded me of something my dad did. My brother played, uh, was a goalkeeper in soccer, like me, older than me. So I was, uh, I think I was, a, I was on the bench. My brother was uh, Coconut Creek High School was playing the Pompano Beach High School. It's a famous, well-known fight that broke out between the two teams. And my brother had this reputation. My brother, Eddie, was supposedly kicking some guy in the face and he lost his eye. He was always, you know, he didn't lose his eye. The guy got fucked up because my brother knew karate too and he kicked the guy in the face. And my brother is smaller than me. He was like 5'7", you know, and he, and he picked this tall guy and just knocked him. And then a big fight broke out. I was run, I had my trumpet because I played trumpet. I was playing it on the side of the, you know, by the game. And, I'm blip, blip, and I was running around with my mouthpiece, dinging people in the fucking head. I remember this kid, Danny Bushy, had some, one of the guys in a headlock. And I was running around. I was like, hit him, Dougie. And I took my mouthpiece and my thing. and hit him in the head. Um, but I remember after everything happened, everything was done. Right. And then my dad found out that the coach of the other team punched my brother. Like he, like he grabbed my brother instead of breaking it up. When he jumped on my brother, he was punching him and attacking him. So my, my dad, all of a sudden, our team's on one side of the field and the other team's on the other side. We're playing in Pompano High School field. And, and my dad, my dad goes, where's dad? Where's dad? Denisha go, my dad's name. Where's Dennis going? My dad walked by himself all the way across the fucking field to the other team where they're all corralled up. He walked around. He goes, Who, where's the fucking coach? Who's the guy that hit my son? And the guy says, the guy's a bigger guy. The guy's I hit him. So my dad walked up to him and fucking hit him. The guy fucking laid out like this and nobody did shit like a couple of the parents went over when this was going on you know he walked right back and everybody's like holy shit <laughs> he fucking denisha went over there and just laid this guy out dude fucking great i can't believe the coach admitted it that's crazy well 
Well, he was a bigger guy. He was a smart ass. You know, he was just like, he, he was like one of these, he was probably like the football coach. You know what I mean? He had that football coach yeah. mentality. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, my, I, I just remember like, seeing kind of this happen. And because uh, I, I was running around and my son was, where's, where's the, I'm looking for my dad. And I saw him walking across the field and you know, you're like fucking 20 people, whole soccer team, some of their fans went right into the fucking group and just went, and went to it. Uh, here's an interesting question I've wrote and I've written down. Uh, while you were wrestling, uh, wrestling, uh, Tim, did you ever get a boner? <laughs> um, no, I did not. And even, yeah. even if I had been, uh, attracted to men, which I was not, or little boys at that time, um, I know you, you, when you're wrestling, you, you all your blood is elsewhere and to get a good yeah. boner, you need blood. And, uh, so no, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't have thought you would have done it because of an attraction. Like sometimes, you know, under, an unexpected, you know what I mean, boner, you know, sometimes can happen. But uh, that yeah. would be embarrassing in those tights. And, you know, when those, th- those, you know, I mean, imagine you guys wear a cup, right? You guys wear cups when you wrestle. No, we actually um, did not. We didn't wear cups. No? No? No. Because hmm. no. if you did get a boner in one of those, one of those, you know, outfits, you'd, people are going to know. Oh, people would know. Oh, hey. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw a video of that. I think the reason I'm thinking, I saw a video of that. Some guy obviously had a boner while I was wrestling. <laughs> he's got this, got a banana in his pants while he's fucking like running around <laughs> trying to, that, that could be embarrassing. You don't want that on video. Um, no. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. With everything that's happening with school boards, you got a young boy. Is he in school yet? Has he started school? Uh, he's, he's in, uh, this, he goes to this place called the little gym twice a week where they, they have class and they also have like a recess, like just gymnastics kind of stuff that he does. Cool. Um, but it's all like stuff that we put him in. So it's not like a public school setting and, uh, right. he's not in preschool or anything yet. We've taught him quite a bit of stuff on his own and we currently cool. live in California. So he'll probably never go. I mean, he'll go to public school over my dead body. Um, Unless oh, yeah. unless we move and check out the schools, because it's pretty batshit crazy in California, the stuff that they're trying to do in public schools, especially. So, um, no, he's not in school yet. Not really. But he's super smart. He knows he can count to 100 in Spanish and and wow. uh, he's known as ABC since he was like two. I, I don't I, we're probably going to homeschool him at least part time, but he'll probably be smarter than me by the time he's eight, if not before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I guess I was just reading in the news that in California, like they had a teacher strike and, uh, and then there were people out. Then students went on, went on, they, they picketed the schools because they, they, they pulled the CRT at a curriculum from the school. So all the people are like, you know, I want to learn how to be racist. Uh, you know, I, 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 listen, I don't think, I don't think California has much time left, Tim. So I know you mentioned that you don't know how long you're going to be living there, but if I was a Californian or whatever, I would not be living there much longer. I just, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a ghost town. Yeah. My, uh, my wife's parents live here and they're really great grandparents. And I don't know if they're willing to move and, and, uh, my wife's got a good job here and I love the weather and, and you know, yeah. our politics here are insane. I think Gavin Newsom is just a terrible person in every way a person can be a terrible person. But California, I will say this, gets gets an unfair bad rap, just like a lot of the South um, gets an unfair right. bad rap. But like, there's a lot of great people here and the weather's awesome. And more of the, more, more of the people 
most of the people I talk to rather about everything going on in the country, they're in complete agreement. So I think it's all very corrupt and, but the more people you talk to, especially if you go to like Orange County or any place else besides LA or San Francisco, um, most people think the way we do, like this is all crazy and that no matter how you feel politically, that Joe Biden is a complete turd and a disgrace. And same with Gavin Newsom, you know, they, they had that recall of him a few months back, probably a year ago now already. And I guarantee you they cheated in that too. I just, people around here were so fed up with everything going on. Um, So I'll say all that to say that, but, um, but yeah, there's the politics here, man, are just insane. Yeah. And I had somebody explaining that to me too. He says a lot of stuff we see in the media and things like that kind of relating to the, you know, the, the bad rap people are getting in California is that it's, it's just the, it's just this overly vocal minority of people that are just a bunch of fucking losers. Right. And that, that might be, uh, you know, predicate or not predicating, uh, dominating the, uh, the airwaves. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. cool. Uh, uh, now if, if he does go to school, uh, you're planning on attending some of the, uh, school board meetings. I would love to see you at a school board meeting and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, becoming yeah, a terrorist if, being labeled a terrorist or something. Yeah. If, if he had to go to public school, I mean, it's going to cost us a little bit of coin to keep him out of public school. Um, but if he had to go, then yes, I would absolutely be at those um, public school board meetings just because I know that they would be trying to teach him some things that I would not care for. And the first person who twerks in front of my child is probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine. First, the first school teacher that wants to tell, the, tell their students that, about their sexual lifestyle um, yeah. I, had, I, had a, I had a discussion with this about somebody. I couldn't believe I was having a grown-up discussion about this. Somebody was saying to me recently, like, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd have, when I was in school, people would say, oh, you know, we'd ask the teacher, you know, about their spouse or this and that. I go, I don't know. I never gave a shit about what the fuck my teacher was doing or banging. I never gave a shit unless they're a really hot teacher, you know, and you're in high school or middle school. And you're like, oh, you got a boyfriend, Mrs., you know sweet tits you know what i mean i mean then you might be interested but nobody ever gave a shit about the personal life of these fucking teachers you know uh, it, it's crazy now in florida they're talking about they're looking at getting to the point where people you know the voucher system where people can really direct what schools you know get the money and you know where people kids people can decide where the fuck they're going to send their kids and that you know that that's a great way of getting rid of these 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 horseshit indoctrinating fucking schools you know with these people that have been on school boards way too long you know, and these, te- you know, a lot of, these, unfortunately, these teachers that just think they, you know, they just think they are the, the, the bee's knees. And, you know, it's a, it's scary because there's teaching was such a, such a respected profession for so many years. And I mean, in Florida, you got a lot of teachers that are banging, hot teachers that are banging the kids, you know what I mean? Which is amazing. Um, you know, but uh, listen, things can be worse. You had um, a teacher named Mr. Sweet Tits? Oh, yeah. I think that was, I think that was her teaching name. Sweet tits. Nice. Um, yeah, it was right after I had class with uh, Mr. Hardnuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these may be names. Yeah, I, I, I agree, though. You're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to know anything about your teacher's personal life, you know, and we we're growing up. You didn't know any of that stuff. It made us probably wrongly put pe- put teachers on pedestals because you thought of them as being like, I don't know, better than you. And I think that's probably how yeah. you're supposed to think of your teacher, not like picturing them with their 
partner, whether it's male or female or homosexual yeah. or heterosexual, it's just none of our freaking business. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, you know, I never taught school, but I taught martial arts. I coach soccer, you know, um, I never, you know, when I, when I coach, I, you, as the instructor, you had to hold that, that, that level of like, just let them know you're the instructor. You're not the guy who goes bash fishing on the weekend. You're not the guy who goes to street. You know what I mean? That's, you know, you know, banging the girl who works at the dry cleaner in the same shopping mall that the school is, you know, that's not things you tell kids. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I wanted to do a couple of times, but no, but you know what I mean? Hey, you see that hot chick that just came, uh, you know, Oh, by the way, you know, Jimmy's mom, I'm banging her. Um, you know, Oh, that was dude. It was so many women. And when you mark teach martial arts, I want to sleep with the instructor. Um, but, uh, that's another story, but, um, but nevertheless, uh, you're right. And, uh, it, it's been crazy. Uh, all right, moving on. Let me ask you, uh, do you believe there's intelligent life elsewhere in the universe, Tim? I do. And I think it's kind of arrogant of people to believe that there's not, that we're all there is and, and all that. I, I think that there's, you know, I believe in God and I think God probably created all kinds of things in, in the universe. And, uh, yeah, I watched this really interesting documentary. I can't remember the name of it. It's been a few years, but about how like the aliens tried to help us out like uh, back in the 50s. That's what Roswell was all about and all that stuff. And I don't know if it's true, but it was pretty compelling. And they're like, it, the documentary was talking about how we're supposed to be like 100 years beyond what we are now, te technologically speaking. And um, maybe that would be good. Maybe it wouldn't. I mean, I think the more technology get, we get, the dumber we seem to get and the more anxiety and depression and all that shit seems to go through the roof. So maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Or maybe we're just supposed to be using technology in a different way, not like the dumbing down of society, you know, TikTok and all that shit, you know, like, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's proven that the Chinese, like, they, they use TikTok to, like, build up their youth and make them smarter, and, and they just send our kids the stuff that makes them dumber, you know? And if you yeah. look at, like, some comedians that are blowing up versus some of the really great comedians that no one knows it's hard to argue with that shit, you know, like some of the worst comedians I've ever seen are like doing really well. And yeah. a lot of really great comics are struggling to get work. And it's just, it's just completely, it's more backwards than it ever has been. And it's always been that way to a certain degree, but nowadays it's just the, the glorification of mediocrity is what I call it. Oh, that's a great way to label it. I, you know, I, I was just having this conversation as well with somebody and just at, just before the show, I was looking at somebody and they post, you know, somebody's, had millions of followers already, you know, and I'm like, and it, like now they're headlining in places all over the country and it's great. And you're, you're happy for them, but you're like, who the fuck would sit through 45 minutes of that shit? You know? Yeah. You know, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it, it's really, and I, I'm still amazed too about some comics, some of the videos they post, you know what I mean? Like, it was funny. I posted a picture of me when I was at a place called CG's in, in, uh, in the Chicago area. And when you look at it, I love the photo because, A, it's a great, you know, it's lighting's all good and shit. And I'm, I look a little thinner than I normally do. It's one of those good photos, good angle. And you look at every face in the fucking crowd and everybody's like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever see somebody yeah. post a photo, comic post a photo because they love the logo in the back because it says Laugh Factory or some shit, whatever. And then, you know, you look at the people in the audience and they're like this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm like, why would you post that fucking photo, dude? Any rate, um, yeah. well, I'm glad I believe that too. I, I do believe that, um, you know, they were talking about how one time the aliens kind of kept a, a nail, a, a, 
a nuclear war from starting, you know what I mean? And all kinds of shit. And well, listen, if that's the case, we're, we, we should be seeing him sometime soon. And we're going to story today. We're going to talk about as well. Um, should TikTok be banned in the United States? Um, uh, yeah, I think so. Probably. I think they probably had their hand in a fearing with, inter, in a, with elections. Um, you know, they're a Chinese based company and Chinese China doesn't want anything good for us, at least their government. I mean, I have nothing against Chinese people, but their government is evil to the core, I believe. Second, yeah. um, I mean, we're probably second behind the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, far, we, we want to be the worst as, guys. Yeah, as far as evil goes. But um, yeah, ban that shit. I mean, I'm, I'm not even really on TikTok, so I don't care. I know a lot of people are making careers about it, so good for them. But, um, yeah. you know, maybe if they changed it some, like I said, you know, Kids, kids in America are being dumbed down by TikTok, where they're building up the kids in China, um, you know, showing them like, I don't, I don't know, even know how to tell you they're doing it, but like they're learning like higher level math through TikTok and shit. And ours are like, hey, look at this, look at this. Uh, I don't even know an example. I'm not on freaking TikTok, but some of the videos I see, or my nieces and yeah. nephews have shown, shown me TikTok videos that have like millions and millions of views and i'm like this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life yeah. like no wonder kids are so dumb yeah they show some of the challenges i think one of the recent challenges that were they were showing was how kids will you know try to run through it like do an impression of kool-aid you know like running through the wall or some fence right so kids are trying to find fences in the neighborhood they could try to run through i mean you know <laughs> i mean this is coming from a guy who used to punch cement walls to try to scare somebody but you know, yeah. I, I agree. I, listen, I think if they do, if they did, I think what eventually would happen is they're going to come back and say, oh, we have a new TikTok. You know, we have a whole new version. You know, they're going to try to get that shit back. Uh, you know, and, you know, and, and listen, now, this was in the news this week. Honduras, the country of Honduras uh, is expelling the Taiwanese, all the, the Taiwanese delegates out of their state, out of their country. You know, the, China said, look, you want our help. You got to get rid of the fucking Taiwanese uh, embassy. Uh, they, they don't, we don't consider them a legitimate country. So, and they did. Honduras uh, said, yes, okay. You know, then maybe they should learn the lessons that African nations have learned how fucked uh, China, you know, screwed them out of their, their resources and all kinds of things. It's an interesting story. Um, uh, did you know the shooter in Nashville was a transgender? Um, yeah, I read or saw something about that yesterday or the day before. Um, I don't know much about this particular shooting. I don't watch the news at all, uh, especially mm -hmm. mainstream media. I think they're all corrupt and full of shit and, and part of the biggest, and one of the biggest parts of the problem and, and why so many Americans are still ignorant as to the truth of what's actually going on in this country. Um, so no, I don't know a lot about that, but I do know that the person was transgender. I don't know if they were a male wanting to be a female or the other way around, but I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a girl who wanted, who identified as a man. Um, and she attended the school and she targeted, she had a manifesto and a, a typical, uh, narcissistic, uh, persona, uh, of somebody of that nature that wants to go through all that shit and look at me. Uh, it's all about me, you know, uh, kind of thing. A matter of fact, Ben, it, this was interesting. There's a video. We're going to play a little bit cause we don't want to be banned. There's a, there's a cam, a, a police officer's cam that show them entering the fucking school, unlike what happened in Valdez, Texas, where they waited outside and those pussies didn't do shit. Uh, these these uh, these police officers in Nashville went in with with fucking strategic, with, 
they went in. They 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 look like a military unit going through Afghanistan. This guy grabs his look. He grabs his eight. As B- Biden would say, his AK forty seven. Fucking idiot. AK forty seven. If AR fifteen, stupid. Um, yeah. But uh, amazing. They, they, if you watch this video, it shows them actually confronting the uh, the chick and 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 nailing her, shooting her dead. Wow. So. Uh, I mean, look at these guys. Look at the action of these guys. Room to room. You go. Push. The guy with the shotgun goes in first. The guy with the fucking AR-15, the precise shot, comes in second. The guy with the shotgun comes in first to just blow the shit out of somebody if somebody moves. The guy with the, sh- the, guy with the rifle is a, is a surgeon to, to put a bullet between the eyes. Going through, you know, I mean, it was just amazing. You've got to watch this video. You can, you can find it anywhere on the Internet. But they show it to the point where the, you know, the, the she dude was hanging out in the lobby somewhere and fucking came in pop 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 fucking dead you know wow. uh end of, end of end of that story pretty amazing uh next question does john fetterman have a body double you know john fetterman this amazing uh, uh member of senate that the people of pennsylvania these fucking morons i mean i don't know if dr oz was much better but they nominated a guy who's now suffering from depression who uh can't even finish a sentence worse than by even biden goes what the fuck dude finish the sentence you know, uh, he's out for depression and shit. And now they showed a picture from him in the hospital, complete, a very different looking guy. I don't know if you have the phone, but uh, do you think John Fetterman has a double? I think he does. And I think a lot of them do. I think Joe Biden does. I mean, if you look at some videos, some pictures of Joe Biden, you're like, I think the same guy. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much surgery he's had i know he's getting older all those all those things that people bring up as to why he looks different he looks completely different and i've seen the picture that you're referring to of fetterman and i don't yeah. think that's the same guy either I, it is I think not they the do same it for guy. a variety of reasons yeah I, I i would yeah i would bet most things that i own on that um fact i don't think that's him and like i said i don't think a lot of them biden and i, I think they probably have done that historically you know, maybe for security reasons and whatnot, but with Biden, man, I, I don't know. I mean, without sounding too conspiratorial, I, I don't think that guy is, I think there's some really weird, dark shit going on in our government and our society. And I, I'm not even sure how deep it goes, but I think it's pretty deep. Yeah. I mean, so, how anybody can watch, watch this guy. And we're going to show a video here in a minute too, regarding a story, but Anybody who can watch this guy and think he's all there is 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 basically in denial. You know, this guy, he, every time he talks, like, you know, and that's probably the real one. The other one who's actually talking all right, you know, but he does. He's, he's It's like that episode of Seinfeld where he dates that woman who in certain light looks good. And then the next minute she looks like a complete train wreck. <laughs> you remember that Seinfeld episode? Like one minute she's attractive and that minute, next minute she looks like Maude. You know, it's like, yeah. who the fuck is this woman? You know, it's the same thing. It's true. It, it's, it's fucking true. Um, all right. Uh, another question for you, Tim. Uh, how do you eat an Oreo cookie? Um, you know, occasionally I'll pop the whole thing in my mouth, but for the most part, I unscrew them and, uh, and eat one half. And then a lot of times I won't even eat the other, ha- other part of it because I don't care for it without the, the filling. But yeah. I don't eat a lot of Oreos anyway, but yeah, that's how I do it. I unscrew them. Okay. That's it. All right. So here's, here, here's Tim Gaither. He opens up a fucking Oreo, right? And, 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 and if one, all the, all the shit's on one, right? You're like, oh, I got, now do you eat that first? Or sometimes if you know you're going to eat both, you go and say, you know what? Let me get rid of the cruddy shit first. 
Yeah, let me go ahead and make sure I yeah. eat the cruddy piece first. Get that out of the way. And then I'm going to eat the fucking delicious, you know, mostly, you know, creamy Oreo filling. When, when, when I was a kid, that is how I would have done it. But now that I'm a little more health conscious, I would definitely throw away the part with no filling on it. I just pitch that bitch and I would eat the other half. All right. Well, there you go. You know, MIT spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in a serve into some sort of study to find out how people fucking eat their Oreos. And uh, really, yeah, I, I, I love my Oreos in the fridge. I put them in the fridge. When I do get them, I don't get them anymore on this diet. But when I did it, I put them in the fucking fridge. And if you eat Oreos, if you're thin and you get to eat them, put them in the fridge. Get the double stuff even better. Put them in the fridge or in the freezer and then get some milk and uh, you'll thank me tomorrow. Um, okay. Now, uh, this is let's move on to Did You Hear. Now, here's the stories where we get to share with you guys that are actual real happenings. They're not made up stories. But uh, Did You Hear. Chris Christie says President Biden fumbled the Nashville shooting response with an ice cream joke. Here he's about to address the nation about the, the tragedy that happens in Nashville. And he comes out and says, I'm Jill, Dr. Joe Biden's husband, and I like fucking chocolate chip ice cream. Boy, what a way to start a fucking message about kids, pe- teachers and kids being shot. So that was real because I saw that on Instagram yeah. and I was like, that can't be how he addressed him. Because I thought, well, maybe he's a talking to him about something else or but that was what he was there for was to talk about the national That's, shooting well he met he brought well i think he was there to talk about other shit but you know he mentioned it because it had happened but you know if you know you're gonna if you know that's gonna be something you're gonna open up with do you really want to come out and say i'm married to dr jill biden and i like fucking rudy tootie i mean what the fuck you know what i mean like you know it, it it's just an embarrassment this guy and uh you know, does anybody wonder why Saudi Arabia now is going to join their arch enemies in Iran because they don't like fucking Biden because he's a fucking idiot? You know what I mean? If before that, when Trump was president, they're all like, "Why is he giving? Why is why is Trump giving Saudi Arabia all these weapons?" You know, well, because we wanted them to use it on Iran when they fucked around. You know, now it's if, over. If mainstream media allowed Americans to see the actual train wreck that Joe Biden is, there would be no Biden supporters. When I see when I see a poll that says, oh, his, his, his rating is a historical low and it's at 29 or 30 percent, I'm like, that is a lot of idiots that are still thinking he's doing a good job because he is an yeah. absolute disgrace in every way that a man can be a disgrace. He's a terrible person in every way that a man can be a terrible person. You know, they always wanted to call Trump a racist and all this. But if you look into it for 10 minutes, Joe Biden is the racist. Joe Biden uses yeah. the death of his son for political gain. Joe Biden is a he's a terrible person. I'm going to say it nicely yeah. because I don't want you to get yeah. in trouble on your your thing. But the man's a <laughs> disgrace. Well, it was funny how, Absolutely. you know, he came out and said he, he told that story about his dad. His dad must have been the smart. You know, I wrote I think I posed him. You know, he always talks about what his dad said. I'm like, well, if your dad was so fucking smart, why are you so fucking stupid? Like his dad came. He's like, I remember the first time I, my, I learned about gays. My dad saw two gays. And my father said to me, look, son, those guys are just in love. And then, of course, you know, news media is on the right would show him basically talking about being against gay marriage, you know, and all this shit. And he would yeah. just sit there and talk about it like it was the worst thing. It was like it was like the it was, you know, it was the end of the world. So we all know he's full of shit. But, uh, yeah. you know, Chris Christie. Now we got a little video of him play that. Let, let me look at this guy and tell me that this guy, like tell me Russia, China and Iran and South Korea or North Korea are going, oh, we're scared of this guy. Play this, Ben. Very briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. 
You know, uh, Ben and I have been doing this our whole careers, it seems. And uh, it's just, uh, it's sick. You know, we're still gathering the facts of what happened and why. And we do know that as of now, there are a number of people who are not gonna, did not make it, including children. It's heartbreaking, uh, a family's worst nightmare. And I want to commend the police who responded incredibly swiftly, within minutes, and the danger. Yeah, We're monitoring the situation really closely, Ben, as you know. And uh, we have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, ripping the soul of this nation, ripping at the very soul of the nation. And we, we have to do more to protect our schools so they aren't turned into prisons. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. So I call on Congress again to pass the assault It's about time that we began to make some more progress. Yeah. Let's use a tragic situation to push your political agenda, you fucking Muppet. Anyway, I mean, listen, that guy, he, he sounds like he's dead. You know what I mean? Like, he, he sounds like he, he just woke up from a fucking cocaine stupor. You know, like he's been doing cocaine in South Beach for like six days straight. Now he's uh, fucking hurt. You know, so anyway, yeah, you know, and you I've, I'm, I'm, I've never been a gun guy. I'm not. Uh, I've, I've just never been a gun person. But I do believe in the Second Amendment wholeheartedly. And the more this administration, in particular, drags on, and the stuff they try to pass, I, I completely understand it and hope they never get rid of it and you can't get rid of it because it says this right shall not be infringed upon and that's all there is to it um but i used to be one of those people who thought well let's just get rid of these kind of guns and blah 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 i used to believe that kind of stuff and then i got a little older and started realizing well like people who do that kind of shit aren't gonna go and people who who just go and murder people they are not gonna go hand over their guns that's not how that works. You know, yeah. criminals don't quit doing crime because it's illegal. You know, that's just yeah. that's so stupid to me. And, yeah. you know, like there, in El Paso a few years ago, somebody shot up a Walmart or something and he claimed that Trump was his inspiration and everyone's less like, oh, see, oh my God, it's all Trump. And I'm like, that's a crazy person. That, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their reason is, you know, and especially yeah. if they blame it on Trump, that doesn't mean, you know, they're bad. Anyone who shoots up a school or a supermarket or anything is batshit crazy. It wouldn't matter yeah. if you ban gun. And so many people think AR-15 stands for assault rifle. It means like Aerolite or some shit. It doesn't mean the original, assault rifle. The original maker, yeah. Yeah. The original person who made the gun, really. It's, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's like you said, like, the one thing about the guy who shot up the Walmart, he, he was, he was a fucking loon, but he was smart enough to gather, garner attention by picking, like having people like more notice him more from bringing up Trump. You know, it, it, that's the only reason they did that. You know what I mean? I mean, like obviously this, this, this chick that shot up the, the killed these people this week, you know, she was mad because she's not happy with her life and she's blaming other people for not being happy. You know, other people like other people, you know, that, that a, nar a true narcissist will never look at themselves and own up to anything they're fucking doing or should be doing to make their life better. They're going to blame everybody else. They're going to blame everybody, their parents. They're going to blame the fucking schools. They're going to blame their friends. They're going to blame everybody fucking else. And that's what we're raising today. There's a bunch of fucking narcissists that are all being raised. These little kids, these kids today go to these school systems like we're talking about. They go and they are just become narcissists that, you know, oh, you're so special. You're so special. No, you're not fucking special. 
You're special to mom and dad as it should be, but you're not special to me. You're not special to me until you fucking do something. You know, you want respect? You got to earn that shit. You know, I had yeah. a comedy person, I won't mention their name, said to me, I don't respect anybody that follows Trump. I go, well, that's cool. I, I'm the kind of person who likes to earn respect. You know what I mean? If you're going to just be dismissive of how I'm respected, guess what? I don't fucking care to earn your respect. You know what I mean? You're, you, don't, you don't understand what that whole concept's about. Um, all right. Uh, this I don't is respect a, this anyone is who's never looked into the actual truth of things and just goes along blindly with all the bullshit they see in our corrupt media. That's who I don't respect. That's a great point. You know, just taking everything. At, yeah, at, And it's amazing how the, the same people, the hypocrisy of that kind of shit, these are the people that'll get mad at you for believing something, right? Oh, how do you know that? Well, how do you fucking know it? You know, because it fits your narrative. Uh, moving next story. Family feud contestant charged with murdering wife. Joked about marriage on the show. Boy, talk about that shit coming back. Uh, he had he didn't have this kind of hair when he was on the show. But uh, I don't know if, Ben, we got the video because I, I forgot to bring that up. But there was a video on the story. But, you know, the guy says uh, one of the worst things he ever, what's the worst thing a man can say to his wife? And he says, I do. He goes, oh, I love my wife. Four years later, she's dead. Uh, you know, um, if yeah, you were going to be on the. And... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You saw the video. I was just going to say, I saw the video and I didn't think that his joke was all that. Uh, I don't know. It certainly didn't make me think, oh, he murdered her. Um, but I will <laughs> say that he, he definitely uh, looks a lot crazier in his mugshot than he did on Family Feud. Yeah. On Family Feud, he looks like he works for H&R Block. But in the mugshot, he looks like he's a member of the Sons of Anarchy. A um, <laughs> little different. Uh, speaking of morons, Florida Republican Will Robinson Jr. tricked into reading fake dirty names at a committee meeting. This is, I mean, who still falls for this shit? Play the video, Ben. Waves in opposition. Anita Dick. He's an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. Waves Holden in opposition. <laughs> Who falls yeah, for that I, I found I mean, that. Come on. I found that pretty funny. And who who put those in his names to read? That's what I want to know. It was probably Chuck Schumer. He goes, I'll I'll, pro, I'll proofread this for him. He put his fucking glasses down. And look. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, you just got. How can you let? I mean, you know what I mean? You know, just. Uh, uh, I just, it's just uncalled for our next story, Florida bill aimed at creating harsher penalties for those fucking assholes who are driving in the left lane. You know, one of the things in Florida, um, that's pretty good. You know, there's already a law there that says people in the left lane should, you know, basically get out of the way of people that are moving faster. But there are some people that are basically saying, fuck you, I'm doing the speed limit. I'm not moving. And, uh, we know what those people are called assholes. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, are you, do you drive fast? Do you, do you get in the left lane? Are you, do you, do you move when you see, see people behind you, Tim? Absolutely. And I'm convinced that some people don't realize that's the rule or that's what you're supposed to do because sometimes I'm driving along behind somebody in the fast lane and I'm not like a suit. I don't, I don't go, I don't, I've never been a super speeder or anything, but I know to get the hell out of the way and not to just hang out in the left lane. It's for passing and people going faster. And 
it always, it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, there's no way this person knows and they're just this big of dicks, you know? My friend Chris Porter used to have a great closer about it when he was first starting out in comedy. It was, it was uh, great. I can't remember the joke, but it was great. And uh, yeah, it always, it never ceases to amaze me that the, the stupidity yeah. of people. I mean, there are some people that you know are doing it on purpose. Yeah, because you'll be behind oh, them, yeah. and then when you when you pass the pass them, they'll look at you. You know, they will basically look at you like, yeah, too bad. You know what I mean? And uh, there's yeah. usually a certain class of people that stay in the left lane that will remain nameless. But you know, they they, they love hogging up the left lane. So, uh, you know, I I I get out of the way when it's safe. I hate when people are on your ass and you're like, where am I going? You know, or there's traffic. You know, it's like, listen, I'm not I'm not going to get out of this lane so I can you know fucking ridiculous. But uh, but I'm glad Florida's going to crack down on that shit. Speaking of Florida, Florida beachgoers detailed unexpected encounters with nudists. Boy, imagine going to a beach and fucking all of a sudden you walk and see this dude with his grapey dick and fucking hairy balls. Uh, <laughs> especially with your graduate with your kid, you know what are you gonna do? But uh you ever go to a nude beach, Tim? I've never been to a nude beach, but I can imagine that the people who get nude at the beach is never people you want to see naked. It usually isn't. It's like when you go to those nudist colonies. There's a they usually have a comedy show at some nudist colony here in Florida, and a but I never performed. And one of my buddies went there. He's like all excited when he got there. He's like, nope, it's not the fucking. You know, what I mean, it's 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 like RV. It's the people that do RVing. You know, uh, all the time, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's not the kind of people you want to yeah. see naked. You know. Yeah. Um, next story. Startup says that seaweed blobbing toward uh, uh blobbing towards florida has a silver lining uh this is a, a story that's threatening florida a huge sea blob is coming a new joke i wrote this week is sea blob uh big uh, seaweed blob i'm sorry did i say sea blob a seaweed blob uh is, is threatening florida beaches in the next uh, several weeks seaweed blob oddly enough is the uh, worst name for a male strip stripper by the way uh <laughs> ladies and gentlemen coming to stage seaweed blob uh, but they, uh, who knows what they can get out of that. They're going to make fuel. They can make all kinds of shit. I hate seaweed. Like I would not go, like, I lived on the beach here in Florida. We lived in Florida most of my life. And that's the worst thing in the world when the fucking water is full of seaweed. You you know, you, then you got to eventually swim out to where you think the sharks are. You know, you're like, oh, look, look at that nice water out there. And then no one else is that far. You're like, do I really want to go that far? Jaws is going to get me. You know, so do I swim among yeah. seaweed or do I fucking, you know, particularly get attacked by Jaws? Um, nevertheless, uh, yeah, and again, yeah. back, to, back up to the alien, alien mothership lurking in our solar system could be watching us, uh, with tiny probes. The Pentagon, the Pentagon officials suggest now you got the Pentagon suggesting this shit. So it kind of makes, I, and I feel it's just a matter of time before, you know, it's all exposed. You know what I mean? That they know and that, you know, there's been talks about there's actual aliens living among us. They're sharing technology, like you mentioned, with us. And uh, Russia has their own version of these aliens they're dealing with and shit. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before it's exposed and we all learn about it. I hope so, man. I hope a lot of things are exposed sooner than later. But, I, you know, for the last two or three years, I've been thinking, oh, it's about to happen. We're about to find out. But, you know, I, I, 
I don't know, without getting into all of it, we don't have time to get into all of it, but I think the deep state is real, and I think that there's a lot of corruption, and it goes pretty deep, and I think it takes a long time to unwind all that shit and, and uh, get to the bottom of it. So when people get impatient about it, you know, you just kind of have to remember how long it's been going on. Like, I read this thing, or I wrote this thing, and I came across it the other day about how we, you know, we were basically sold out to the central bankers in like 1913. And ever since then, like every 10, 15, 20 years, there's another major conflict. And I've read about how whenever those things happen, World War II or anything else, you know, war is big money. And if you can finance both sides of a war or a conflict, you make a shit ton of money. And that's what's been going on ever since the central bankers took over this country. You know, we're all essentially yeah. slaves to the credit system and all that other shit. Um, and I think it's all by design. I think all the social discord and everything else is all by design. And it's all to keep us divided and and keeping our eyes off the real issues, you know. So that's my take on it. Well, thank God we have stand-up comedy, Tim, because we can then have those people who are tired of dealing with all this shit come watch a show. Come watch a show. Forget all this shit and uh well, dealing with it I, i'll say this i i have noticed a lot lately of people you know there was a time where i got a lot of stares for some of the things i say on stage and i don't i don't just stand up there for 45 minutes and give my opinion but i used to get some pretty big stares over some of the things i would joke about and now those things are getting applause breaks and getting huge laughs and thank god for it i think people are finally yeah. waking up to just how corrupt and deep it goes that's so true. I, I've actually mentioned that a lot now in my, my act. I'm like, you know what? Uh, you know, I don't if you don't like what I have to fucking say, you're upset by it. You shouldn't be at a comedy club. And, you know, if you want to be a citizen of this country, you got to be like every other citizen of this country and be ready to be made fun of. You know, this is what life's about. You know, if you can't handle somebody joking or you're know, busting your chops, you're definitely not going to be able to handle solar flares you know, firing, getting fired, trying to get hired. You're not going to be able to deal with life if you just can't handle somebody fucking joking around with you and making fucking fun of you. And, uh, you know, and, and you're right. I, I definitely, listen, I, when I was at the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival, uh, I, I'm like, oh my God, I hope my shit goes well here. I mean, that's kind of a more conservative area of California. But nevertheless, I mean, like you said, I was like, oh, people are fucking laughing their ass off at this shit that used to get like, oh, you know, all this horseshit, you know, feeling about it. So I think it's a good thing. I think this wokeness is, is ending. I think a lot of people are realizing, you know, this is horseshit. And, you know, I think a lot of other people are starting to realize too, that they're starting to see what's happening around the world. They're going, our country and our administration is more worried about transgenders and equity and all this shit, as opposed to fucking defending us, you know, protecting us as Americans in this country. You know what I mean? I think a lot more people are waking up to it. I'm really just praying that 2024 we have a fucking landslide and get rid of these 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 fucking posers uh our last uh, story did you hear reddit you reddit users slam slowness of fellow air passengers after plane lands i mean who does not get fucking you when you watch these hoople heads in the front of the plane trying to get their fucking shit and get off the plane is is that is that not more frustrating to watch this fucking process yeah, especially when you're in a hurry, you know, I try to sit as close to the front of the plane as possible, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know, it is frustrating to, to answer your, your uh, question or rant or whatever. It, it's, it is frustrating <laughs> and, 
and all I can do is breathe. And it's just like being in traffic. It's like when you get bent out of shape about traffic, the traffic just gets worse. And when you just take a deep right. breath and go, I don't control this at all. It, it opens up. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of how you have to do with idiots too. I agree with that. I've, I, I've, I've learned to drive ever since I moved to South Carolina, I have slowed down my pace as a driver. Uh, but you know, there's two things that bugs me when I'm on a plane, there's people taking fucking forever. And then the other thing on the other end of it, the people that are behind you think that they're special and they can start creeping up. You know, they start creeping up. Listen, if you're on a, you know, I've been on a plane where I'm late and the fucking connection, I'm going to miss the connection. You know, I'm like, Hey man, I, I got to get off this fucking plane. You mind if I, you know, I got to get the fuck through and I'll tell people, you know, hey, I got to get through. I got to get on a fucking cat. And they're like, Oh, me too. I'm like, all right, well, bitch, follow me then. You know what I mean? But these people that think they're special and they inch their way past you and, that, and then they sit, they, would you, you move four feet, you move fucking four feet. You know, you, that's going to save you from catching the plane. Nevertheless. So, uh, all right. This is the stage that we're going to wrap up the show with. Let's associate. Uh, if you're not aware of this, uh, the game of association, I'm going to send a word or phrase. Uh, and you get to tell me the first thing that comes to mind, whether it's a story or whether it's just a feeling or an expression. And of course, I am going to be very much in the comedy sense of things. So the, all the phrases and words I'm going to use are of the comedy world. Tim, are you ready? I am. I am as ready as I can be. Yeah. Okay. Our first expression, new material. Jokes. Yes. Jokes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most important thing I'm working on right now, new material. Uh, our yeah. second expression, running the light. Dicks. Dicks run the light, exactly. Uh, our third expression, crowd work. Uh, just one word? Well, you can no, you don't have to say a word. You can tell me a story. You can tell me, oh. you know. Okay. It doesn't For some reason, I thought it was just one word. Um, no, I think, you can. I think crowd work. I think crowd work is great, but I hate when people force it. It's very painful to watch someone force crowd work. I but agree. But people who are good at it often get lumped in with the dickheads who aren't, and that drives me insane. Yeah, I had a conversation with a local comic here that showed up the last two or three open mics doing crowd work, and I asked them because actually they asked me, "How did? What did you think of my set?" I'm like. You're doing crowd work. He's like, yeah, I'm working. I'm like, do, do you have an hour and a half of material? No. Then why are you working on crowd work? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, crowd work usually develops because you've been on the road because you've dealt with shit, you know, you, you know, and it just, it happens. Like you said, it's natural, you know, you know, you're either good at crowd work or you're not, you're either cool or you're not. It's just that simple. If you're not good at crowd work, it's not, you're not going to become good at it. You know, no matter how bad you try, I agree. Uh, guest spot. Don't run the light. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing fucking worse than a guest spot running the fucking light, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Or doing sickening. crowd work. You know, if you can't do 10 minutes without doing crowd work, then you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I, there's so many people I want to make sure are watching this podcast today. Um, you're right. Yeah. You know, crowd work, you know, I mean, uh, guest spot, like I, people with my, my shows you've been on, I book people like, Hey, can I do a guest spot? I'm like, look, guest spots are meant for professional comics that happen to be in town that are going to do a, a drop in. You know what I mean? That we, we're honored to have. It's not meant for somebody to work on new shit or try to, you know, uh, get on, onto the show. And our last word bombing. Um, 
It made me think of forcing crowd work. Um, it, it drives me crazy when someone's bombing and they keep going to try to get out of it. I'm like, just bail, man. It's over. <laughs> you know, unless they're feet, you know, unless they're getting doing a paid spot. I mean, I guess, I don't know. We've all bombed. Um, we've all had those shows that just make us want to, you know, commit suicide and we're done. But um, it, it's the most painful thing in the world. You know, I, I read a book called Zen and the Art of Stand Up Comedy when I was starting out, and it, uh, Brian Regan, one of the best comedians ever, uh, described what bombing was. And he was like, when I'm bombing, I find it hard to breathe. And boy, is that true. Oh, fuck. And time just, just, you know, just stands still, you know what I mean? And you sweat yeah. and, and, you know, and uh, you're right. It's, it's amazing when you are, I mean, I would, the best thing I ever seen anybody do was when they're bombing is just acknowledge it, you know, just come out and say, wow, I'm fucking sucking up here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm sorry, folks. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's you or me. I don't know. I don't care, but obviously I wish I was handling this better, but uh, nevertheless, uh, well, hopefully our fans do not think we bombed today here on the show. I want to thank Tim Gaither for joining me on this week's episode of the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show. Thanks for coming in, buddy. You bet, man. I had a lot of fun. I don't think we bombed at all. I think it was a good one. Yeah, it was good. And uh, where can uh, where can people get a hold of you and see you in the next uh, next few weeks? Well, I have a podcast on Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N, um, called Nonsense that I do with Mike Baldwin, where we talk about all the things going on in the world. You can find me there. And I have a YouTube, youtube.com slash Tim Gaither. And I will be headlining the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas, April 10 through 16. Uh, I think we've got 14 shows, two per night. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that'll, that'll give them a start where they can find me. Awesome. There you go. That's awesome. And if you want, go to Tim's YouTube channel. If you want to see a master do crowd work, there's plenty of videos there to catch Tim uh, doing his thing. He's a very funny uh, fella. And go to Laugh Factory and uh, tell him you said you heard it here on the Wake Up Late with Dougie show. I myself, uh, I am, uh, I got, I got some things going on here at home, but this week coming up, I will actually say next week, I'm going to be back in Florida. I'm going to be at Jackie Knight's comedy club on Thursday, April 6th and the 7th and 8th. I'm going to be at laugh out lounge in winter Haven, Florida. Uh, great new club there in Florida. I'm going to be there. Go to Dougie for more dates. And then I'm going to be taking a little time off in April. Uh, I'm going to be doing some stuff here at home. I need to be doing and uh so please be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel on our wake up late with dougie show follow us on twitter at wake up dougie and uh and that's it that's all we need thanks for joining us and uh god bless and we'll see you in a couple weeks everybody right here at the same spot take care yeah. <laughs>